You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson. On this Thursday, we are coming to you live from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. Uh, by Gittimer, a great company. If you're in sales and, and need help, you need education, by Gittimer has been a great sponsor of this show. And uh, uh, run by Jeffrey Gittimer, uh, a sales author who has just re-released his new book, uh, The Little Gold Book of Yes Attitude. You can go right now to yesattitude.com forward slash buy and get that uh, re-released copy of his classic book. So if you're in sales, check it out, yesattitude.com forward slash buy. And uh, I'm Doug Branson. I am the host of this show, and I cover the team for fanragsports.com. I'm joined by my panel first from the mean streets of Cotswold, David Walker. He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for atthehive.com. David, how are you? I'm great. We need some yes attitude up in here, Doug. Let's get some of that yes attitude. <laughs> the Hornets need some yes attitude. The Hornets need some winning attitude. Uh, there's some frustration around this basketball team that I'm sensing. I think other people are sensing it as well. I don't think I'm crazy. I want to dig into that. You're very that. perceptive. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good. I, I want to. This is this is why I do this show. I want my co-host to validate me. But I also want the people that are on the nest right now who are chatting with us on youtube.com forward slash locked on hornets to validate me as well. I need your love. I need your validation. <laughs> uh, uh, but I also need the help of Nada Edwards, who is on the line right now. Nada, you, you're, you, you have such a fan club on this show. I get people every day who, ta- who tweet me, who, who text me and say, where is Nada? Donde esta Nada, where you been? Wait, 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 hold, hold. Dude, I, I got work. I got stuff to do, <laughs> man. I got a couple of pieces coming out for Uprock. I got a couple of, uh, yes. like, literally, I got a couple of heaters coming out for that. Yes. But, I, I, I mean, it, there will be, we've gone over this, people. I am like the absentee father of this show. I show up when I show up, and then you might not see me for a couple of weeks. But I will show up. I will be there. I promise. It was one, It's just one of those things. Like, I am Will Smith's dad from Fresh Prince. I I apologize greatly. Every time you come on, it's a very special episode. There are promos built around it. Will's dad's coming back. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, I just just want you to know, I just want you to know that you are loved, that you are appreciated, that people enjoy when you come on the show. Like, like, I, I appreciate that. It's just there's a whole bunch of guilt with it too. Uh, great, good. That's that's the idea. All right, let's. Uh, thanks to everyone who's on the chat right now. We got Danny on the chat. We got Double M fifteen. Make sure to send us uh, your questions on the chat or on BuzzBuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're also broadcasting live on Twitter. If you haven't followed us there, it's at LockedOnHornets. We live tweet the games and a lot of analysis there on Twitter that you may or may not get on the show because I often tweet things on there and then forget to talk about them. So it's 
It's uh, you want to subs- you want to uh, follow us on Twitter because you might get a little extra sauce there, and on Instagram too at Locked On Hornets, where David is doing a great job of adding that little extra flair to our show. Okay, let's get into this. Let's begin in Charlotte, where the Hornets lose another tight one, one hundred one to ninety six. That's a a margin of victory. Let me do the math here. Beep boop up of five. <laughs> But at the same time, this was deadlocked through most of the second half. This this doesn't qualify in the in the stat that we're always hearing, like they're 0 and 14 in their last you know 14 games where the uh, where the margin of victory is three or less. But this is essentially this was essentially one of those games, just free throws uh, at the end of the game, uh, pushing the margin to five. Dwight Howard, 22 points and 16 rebounds to lead the the game and lead the Hornets. The defense held Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins to human offensive outputs, kept either of them from going supernova. But the story in this one, not enough offense, especially in the fourth quarter. David, we will start with you. Your thoughts on another one that got away from the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, you mentioned free throws in a different context, Doug, but it was the free throws early on in the game that the Hornets missed Mm -hmm. that really could have helped them later. Um, That's usually a big bonus for them. That's where they make up some of those points that they don't get in the three-point game. But last night, they missed a lot early in the first half, came back to bite them in the end. And really, uh, down the stretch, you know, the same thing that we continue to see with this team, they can't get a stop. Uh, The other team, in this case, the Pelicans and Drew Holiday, are able to break guys down off the dribble and get, you know, good looks at at, at close baskets. And they were able to convert. And then on the other hand, the Hornets – Lack of concentration, lack of execution, certainly a couple turnovers and just not able to get buckets in key situations to stay pace, to stay on pace with the Pelicans. I mean, pretty disappointing because they did a good job on the two big guys, as you said. Uh, this was another game in that homestand that they really could have used, you know, to boost their their profiling to get better and just weren't able to close it down the stretch. Well, listen, credit to New Orleans because late in that game, they put the Hornets in the impossible situation that they put so many teams, especially teams that have a rim protector like Dwight Howard. When Dwight Howard had to guard DeMarcus Cousins, you could see him trying to sort of uh, um, split the difference between DeMarcus Cousins and the rim, but they just did not want to give up that Cousins three-point opportunity, and and Cousins had hit a few, and he's always dangerous from beyond the arc. So they pulled Dwight Howard out, and that allowed Drew Holiday to have driving lanes, and he executed. By the way, Drew Holiday, I was looking this up when I was looking up some other clutch numbers, Drew Holiday has been absolute money late in games this season, so no surprise that he was effective against the Hornets in this one. But but nada, they hold the Pelicans' offense to 101 points. This is a Pelicans' offense that is second or third best in the league, only to the Houston Rockets, and they can't get the victory. How frustrating is that? It's frustrating, but at the same time, this was a bad matchup going in. And I guess that's my biggest thing is if we're going to talk about this game and this one got away and I, and I get that this team was a bad matchup because you knew Dwight was going to get pulled from the paint. You had so many times where Anthony Davis could just work his way around Marvin Williams. But at the same time, there were just so many self-inflicted wounds, especially late in the last two minutes. And between that, the free throws, like, there was no margin for error in this game, and they managed to go way past that margin. And 
that's why I can't really be upset about this loss, except for the fact that they really just shot themselves in the foot every single time down the line with the missed free throws and the foul that wasn't. Mm. I, I just, it's one of those things like I don't complain about the refs. That would have helped, but I'm not sure that basically New Orleans wouldn't have come down and buried another bucket to end the game anyway. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion about the officials from fans last night and the call that you were referring to, I assume, is when Kimball Walker was driving late in this one and Drew Holiday draped all over him. There's the still shot where he looks like he has Kimball Walker in in a, in a pretty uh, fundamentally sound headlock. headlock. Uh, looking like exactly. he's getting ready like for the him. yeah, he's looking like he's getting ready for the UFC matchup that's coming to Spectrum Center on Saturday and, instead of playing basketball. And the and the referees swallowed their whistle. And, and listen, I thought this was a, a pretty physical matchup throughout. I thought the refs they they should have been making calls all game, but it was pretty even throughout the game. But yeah, if you're a Hornets fan. You, you you want those calls. You deserve those calls. Kimball Walker was not getting calls, and, and it seemed to frustrate this team. It seemed to frustrate Kimba. It seemed to frustrate Steve Clifford and Dwight Howard. And, and then you had uh, uh, Batum and Kaminsky, as you said, David, missing free throws that they normally hit. This team goes 18 of 31 from the line, uh, from the free throw line, and that's with Dwight Howard hitting four of seven. Uh, just another instance of something that the Hornets normally count on letting them down. Against Miami two games ago, their last loss, it was their defense letting them down. That's something that they've been able to count on. Against New Orleans, it was their offense, which has waxed and waned, especially in that fourth quarter. Guys, the Hornets are dead last in offensive rating in crunch time, 907 Offensive rating, that's awful. Last in three-point field goal percentage. They're 27th in assist percentage. They have the players at the end of games that can create off the dribble. Kimba, Lamb, Batum can all do that. Batum can facilitate for others, but they aren't hitting the shots. And it's been a season-long problem, not just a the five- or ten-game problem. And, and as I said, I got a sense that there was some frustration from some of the players and, and from Clifford as well. Now, I asked Clifford about that at the game. Was, was that an issue? Did they maybe possibly lose their composure? And the reason I asked that question to Clifford, who, uh, by the way, said no, that he didn't get that sense, but the reason I asked that question is because I'm getting asked that question by fans by when I go on ESPN 730. Like, why are the Hornets blowing leads in the fourth quarter why are they not, and, and in this game, in this instance, why are they not able, when they have a close game, to put the foot on the pedal and move past a team, get a lead, and then hold it? Why, why are they struggling so badly in the fourth quarter? And nobody has really given me a great answer. And, and I think, look, the, the numbers are clear. The answer is clear that they're not playing well in the fourth quarter. But I think there are two theories that I got last night. One of them was from Clifford. Pre-game I asked him about it and he said, "Listen, it's it's shot making. It's, you know, every team goes through stretches where you're not making your shots. It's a make or miss league." He he mentioned that sort of van the the Pat Rileyism uh at, at, in the press conference at the end of the game that it's make or miss and the Hornets missed last night. That's the that's the chaos theory that it's all random. Yeah. That it's the Jeff Goldblum 
character from Jurassic Park. So you have you have that theory. Uh, <laughs> but then I I like to think that we live in a world that that has meaning, that there's some reasoning that that all of this is happening. And I, I feel like I got a little bit of that from uh, Dwight Howard. He talked last night to me about an overall mentality issue with this team, an inability to move on from a tough outcome or an outcome that isn't ideal. He also mentioned letting noise from family and friends affect the way you think. He called it a mental block. You know, so mentally we got to oh. get out of that. You know, oh man, we lost this way. You know, we just got to let games go. The next game is always going to be different. You know, once it's over, it's over. But we can't hold our heads. We got to stay positive. Okay, I, did, I didn't do a good job of setting up because <laughs> you guys, I didn't do a good job of setting my two co-hosts up that audio is coming. So let's, uh, let's listen to that again. This is Dwight on, on a possible, you know, mentality issue, mental block, frustrations that you're seeing with this team. Let's listen again. You know, so mentally we got to get out of that, you know, Oh man, we lost this way. You know, we just got to let games go. The next game is always going to be different. You know, once it's over, it's over. But we can't hold our heads. We got to stay positive. Got to stay positive. And and Nada, you reacted. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you were actually reacting to when I said that that Dwight told me that that the team could not let noise from family and friends affect the way they play, the way they think. Yeah. Yeah, because the because the last time I heard something like this, ironically, Lance Stevenson was in town. Like literally, the last time I heard something around the around the lines of that, it was Lance Stevenson was in town. And if outside noise is starting to get to people, and I'm only just gonna take it, I'm just gonna just venture a guess and say it's Hemba that's involved in this. Because of rampant because of speculation. Uh, that's a startling piece of information. If that is, in fact, turns out to be accurate. I have to put that disclaimer. I, I, I am. I'm I think it's educated it's speculation. Again, we're just speculating here, but this is experienced speculation. Yeah, rampant educated speculation. But I, again, I'm assuming this is Kemba. And Kemba's distracted. And unfortunately, this is not really his fault in this one. And you see it in the numbers. You see that, again, he's let me, not yeah, let me read. Let me, since you mentioned the numbers, let me read those and then I'll let you continue. Uh, so he's averaging 36 since the report came out, which was January 19th. They've played three games. In those three games, I should play the small sample size theater music if I could find it. But. In those three games, he's averaging 36% from the field, 30% from three, 78% from the line, and more than four turnovers a game. Those are very unKemba-like numbers. Go on, Nada. But if so, if there's those kind of distractions going on in Kemba's head. And Kemba's one of the more mentally stronger people on that team. And this team was already fragile in terms of mentality. Then I'm surprised they've won the two games. They've won the one game. Now, granted, it's against Sacramento that they did at this point. Because if this team is as fragile mentally as I think it is, 
this could get worse before it gets better. And I think that, again, when you start saying these guys have an inability to let things go, and we've seen that over the past, over the span of the last year and change, but if this could get worse before it gets much better. David, and I, this, I'm starting to worry now. David, this is one loss to a, a very good mm-hmm. a very good team on, on some nights in the New Orleans Pelicans. They've had their own issues, I think, with with energy and mentality and, and, and keeping that enthusiasm game to game. Uh, but this was an op- another opportunity lost to beat a good team for the Charlotte Hornets. It is only one loss, but at the same time, they can't put three wins together. And and how difficult no. will it be for them down the stretch to to get back into the playoff conversation if this continues to happen? Yeah, they're going to have to do that. And to Nada's point, it's interesting. I mean, all these three games were very winnable. I mean, <clears throat> clearly they had two of them won, basically. Should have won the Heat game. This one went down to under two and one minutes with uh, the game and the balance. And so, like, when you're talking about how fragile the team is, I mean, that – it's very likely it could be true, but they're still in these games and it's still the lack of execution down the stretch. Now that could be playing into some of that last night. I mean, Kemba had two or at least two horrible possessions down the stretch with the game on the line. One was a turnover backcourt where he threw it uh, to Batum. Uh, and the other was, I guess, the turnover on the on the foul. And then I think Dwight had a foul in there, too. Like, it was just a disaster across the board. So, like, if they could get over the hump on some of these, you certainly feel a lot better about it. I don't know how all of that plays into end-of-game scenarios because they're right there. They just don't have any muscle memory of <laughs> winning these games. So every time they get in these situations, it's like, how are we going to screw this up again? No, and that's the thing. I think it's undeniable when you when you watch this basketball. Listen, if if this were a situation where in these in in every single one of these fourth quarter situations they didn't have enough offense, or in every one of these situations they didn't have enough fourth quarter defense, that's what we saw last year, right? Last year, in like mm-hmm. every one of yeah. these situations, they could not hold a lead. And, and they were giving things away in the fourth quarter. To and me, the Kings came back on it too. Actually, <laughs> they won that game, but the Kings cut it to like three. Right, but so fourth yeah. quarter defense and offense has been an issue. That's what I'm saying. Last season, it was it, it was pretty much all fourth quarter defense. They had enough offense, didn't have enough defense, and that's when you can point to players. That's when you can point to personnel and say, well, maybe they just didn't have the tools. But they've been so all over the place. It's one night they're missing free throws. Another night they shoot forty threes and shoot a great percentage. And and it's just bouncing up and down. There's no consistency. There's no there's no identity. There's no one thing you go, listen, no matter what, the the Hornets are going to do X, Y, and Z. It's just been so all over the place. And and, and that's when I think you have to start discussing because I don't listen, I'm not a I don't want to be an armchair psychologist. Uh, but when Dwight Howard tells me those things, when I played the audio mm-hmm. that I just played for you Mm-hmm. Then I think it's then you have to start discussing that. Like, what is the? I think it's something we need to explore as, as we continue on. This is just this is well, sort of the beginning of this discussion. And and look and look, Doug Frank's off Twitter or whatever, and and Nick. Batum's He's playing well. Every and, okay, <laughs> that's it. Ban everybody off Twitter. Everybody, everybody off social media. Yeah, but you can tell the voices are starting to get to these guys a little bit, and the and of course the frustration with the season too, right? It's been a crazy season. Cliff's been out, but like you're seeing this. They more miss than you one have in your free past. throw, David. Frank Kaminsky or Nick Batum misses one. Or Nick Batum missed several on those three point 
uh, when he had three free throw opportunities. Just slamming the ball in frustration. Yeah. We take for granted when players miss a free throw and they just they just dap it up and they go back to the line. But that's a thing. Like you want to stay focused. You want to go. Okay, that's one point. Put it out of the mind. But you wonder if if what sort of going back to what Dwight said. Can they put these failures or many failures? Can they put those out of their mind? Which is what professional athletes are tasked to do. Take it one game at a time. And and there's that's, this there's a sense that they can't do that. That's one one thing I'm worried about now is that if there's no consistency, that's reflective of, of leadership. And I'm not talking about Cliff. I'm talking about leadership on the floor. And if these guys aren't being consistent, then where's the leader that's going to hold them accountable to do that? And then normally I'm not that guy, but <laughs> the, like like literally. Okay, I guess now my, now my, see now you're doing. Now you're doing like a little bit of a Michael Jordan impression where you're saying you're saying, listen, I'm not that guy, but but right now I'm gonna be that guy. And and that's what and I, I, I mentioned Michael Jordan there because you had the comments that he gave to Rick Bennell of the yeah. Charlotte Observer where he said, Listen, Kimba Walker, I love Kimba Walker. We <laughs> we bred yeah. Kimba Walker. We groomed Kimba Walker. Weird word choice. But but the the overall We made him in a lab. We made him, we birthed him. Uh, we cut his umbilical cord. No, but um, but but his sense was that looks. Listen, we he's our guy. But then in the next breath, saying, "But if an all-star player comes along, we'll listen to those kind of opportunities." And we sort of, David, when we discussed that, I think, listen, we're not perfect. We're we're sort of learning this whole analysis game. We're sort of learning this whole uh, radio podcasting game. But mm. I think we glossed over that word choice, all-star player. We were blinded by the bread or the breeding comments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but when you talk about Kimball Walker this season not making the all-star game because the team's not winning, and then the team owner saying that they'll listen to opportunities for Kimball Walker if it means obtaining an all-star player. He made the All-Star game last season. Didn't make it this uh, season and and the team yeah. owner says okay. I, I just think I think that was a caliber of player comment. I mean, that's how I took it. I didn't take it as a shot directly at Kemba or anything like that. I just thought he was saying we're not going to trade him and get okay, back. Okay, you didn't take it. What, what I'm saying, scraps. you didn't take it that way. You didn't yeah, take Kemba it that probably way. Probably could have. But I'll say this Kimball Walker has been. I'm not saying I'm not. I don't want to put again. I'm not going to put thoughts in Kimball Walker's head. I'm not going to put words in his mouth. What I'm saying to you is that Kimball Walker was surprised by all of this, and team owner Michael Jordan yeah. felt the need to make a statement to the Charlotte Observer, which is not. That's kind of an unusual thing when the owner of a team feels like it's necessary to address trade rumors, trade talks. And 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 yeah. so what I'm saying, there's a there's some kind of situation here. And 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 and, and I read you the numbers: thirty percent from three, thirty six percent from the field, four turnovers since the report for Kimball Walker. There's there's a, there's also another issue, like because I don't know if you guys have seen the rumors about the Kawhi thing, but when Jordan is mentioning Kawhi Leonard by name, then all of a sudden magically. 
there's some there was a Hornets tried to get something started with Kawhi and and Kemba's name is out there. At do you buy that though? I buy it from I buy it from the Charlotte aspect, and that's what scares me. Is that that they would want to get Kawhi? (laughs) Yeah, no, good for them. Uh. No, no, it's it's not necessarily them shooting their shot and trying to go get Kawhi. It's that they shot their shot and Kemba heard about it through back channels. Like, there's a difference between okay, I call Jordan calls him on Sunday. Just look at the timeline. Jordan calls calls him on Sunday or so says, okay, we're not really going to trade you, but maybe we are for an all-star, maybe not an all-star, whatever. Best best thing for the team. And then all these other rumors come out where he was, again, Monday it was, okay, they talked to um, Milwaukee before Jordan makes a statement. Now it's, okay, they tried to talk to San Antonio. Again, all of I, I will say this. I mean, like all of this, all, all of these uh, report, and, you know, it's these, these are the, the, the and – I, uh, I don't want to speculate. I'm trying to I mean, choose Kawhi's my, I'm trying to choose guy, my right? words. I'm trying to choose my words carefully. But I'll, <laughs> I'll just say that some of these reports are from sources that are not necessarily yeah. known for getting things right. They're known for getting things yeah. out there, but they're not known for getting things correct. And that's the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. danger of the rumor season is that there truly is no accountability like you can li- you can literally say anything and and after on february 9th once all the dust has settled no one's going back except for maybe like freezing cold takes on twitter to to hold anyone's feet to the fire right. for saying these and Ka- things yeah. and Kawhi's name was out there leading up to that day with all the trouble that's supposedly coming out of san antonio they're not trading Kawhi Leonard. He's a Jordan guy. That's I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't put much stock in the fact that he just threw Kawhi out there more more of as, a, as an example in my eyes. But I mean, your point is well taken, Doug. I think you're saying all this added up in Kimba's face is going to have some effect on him, and it clearly has. Yeah, but Doug, does that mean I can't play? I can't play with 14 trades on the uh, trade machine. Oh, then? All right, calm down. That, that- all right, I'm. That's it. That's it. I'm getting the bucket of cold water. <laughs> Yeah, calm you down, guys. We got two weeks. Put ice cubes two weeks. down your back. Two weeks to the trade, li- the trade deadline. We're just getting. Can we make it? We're just getting started. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have four. I'm gonna have four team trades for you by, by the end of the week. I promise. Listen, I don't know if you know this, but when you when you submit something in the trade machine, we've been saying this for years. By the way, when you when you speak, and not just a trade machine, but when you talk about a trade scenario. Just know you are ensuring that it will never happen. I really, I have this theory. It's unsubstantiated, but it's my theory that no trade that anyone has ever talked about has actually happened. That's my theory. If someone mentions a trade, it it doesn't happen. I feel like if you submit a trade on ESPN's trade machine, that ESPN submits that to the NBA. And the NBA ensures that that doesn't happen. They block it. They say, okay, guys, we can check one off the list, put that on the board. That one's not happening. Like, I, show me the evidence. And I want you to show me the evidence of one person, pundit, random observer, egg account on Twitter, that has, you have to show me the date evidence that has correctly predicted the terms of a trade. I don't think it's ever happened. 
<laughs> I can't offer up any evidence. I know you can't. No, I'm asking. Can't. I'm asking our listeners. I'm asking you out there listening to us right now. Show me the evidence of someone who has correctly predicted a trade. When we speak these things, we speak these things into non-existence, and yet people love it. People love the ESPN trade machine. People love the armchair general managing. Well, do you guys believe MJ? I mean, you guys take him for his word at that. That oh, I'm so bad. I I, I can't. I can't. You don't. You think he absolutely would trade not. him for scraps and picks at this point after coming out and saying that? Because that's a pretty hard line. Once stand you're on say, record, that's that right. would be a pretty devastating thing to be on record with the Charlotte Observer as saying I'm and not going to trade Kimball their Walker mind, but, except yeah. for a an All Star player. And then doing something else. Now, listen, we live in a, we live in a yeah, world now where mind. truth and facts are easily bent and but, falsehoods yeah. are easily justified. Sure. But that sure. would still be a pretty bold move. Yeah. It depends I, on I what just, it's for because he could say future also. He could be like, yeah, I, I told you I wouldn't trade him for anything, for anything but an all star. But a future all star, a young asset, he can mm-hmm. be a future all star with a little bit of time. You're such a good. No. You're like a political operative. I love that. You're. <laughs> that's just so, so sneaky, so sneaky. But it works, doesn't it? It works. So, but the other I thing I took from that was the other thing I took from that was, yeah, he's frustrated, but it didn't sound like he's trying to tear it down anytime soon. Because that's what trading Kimball Walker for anything less than certainly, I guess, an all star. Or a young guy in a pick. I mean, trading Kemba is the first domino of, of tearing this whole thing down, right? That, we need to so. make that clear because I still don't think it's clear enough that there there really is no scenario in my mind where they move Kemba Walker and and keep this and keep their playoff dreams alive. And, and I say this because I I don't think there is a market for Kemba Walker that would return them an all-star player that could get them over the hump into the playoffs. It would be it would be building pieces around Kimball Walker and and they can't do that because this is why they're in such a difficult place because the contracts that they have, the length of the contracts, some of the age of the players that they have and the performances have not been enough to generate uh anything near what they would need in terms of a return to get this team over the hump to get them into the playoffs. And there's a question too, no, David, I- that this team was built on on team chemistry. This team was built on let's bring veterans in here who can work yeah. together, who like everyone loves playing with Marvin. Everyone loves playing with MKG. Everyone loves playing with Kimball Walker. And Dwight Howard amazingly has come in here and got along with everyone. Like they're really right. ha- uh, well with the exception of maybe uh, some players that like the ball to move a little bit more, but you've seen that adjust too, and and he's done it. I think he's done an admirable job of coming in here and meshing with the culture, right? So that's what you build the team on. And there's a question I think that if you make any move, any significant move, so you move an MKG, you move a Marvin, you move a Kemba, even if you even if in some fantasy land you were able to. To trick a team like a Denver or Utah in giving you legitimate return on your trade, that 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 
would help this team's mentality in some way, that it would bring them together and get them into the playoffs. Nope. To me, that's crazy. Nah, nah. It's, that would nope. be over. I mean, that would be total shutdown mode. So this whole thing is bizarre because now you have guys coming out that may have uh, not not just started this whole movement, this Trey Kemba movement, but like analysts now are coming back like saying just, you know what? Yeah, I just uh, I don't see him really moving Kemba at all now. And it's like not, not much has changed as far as the market goes. But just based on what they would be able to get, it's clearer and clearer to people that it's going to be hard to get that, as you mentioned in some of those scenarios, Doug. So we'll see, though. I mean, man, this is going to be a long two weeks, honestly. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? I, I honestly don't see anything happening, Well, That's the, that's the crazy thing. I don't see any, anything happening because at this point, if it's going to be – if they're going to do anything, I think they're going to do a minor minor tweak to the, to the bench, maybe get someone in here instead of Johnny O'Brien. Or, but Oof. even then, even then, that's not going to be. It's going to be a mind. It's swapping your deck chair from the Titanic. Unfortunately, how high could you sell Marvin right now? The best quote unquote three point shooter in the league. The contract's obviously an issue, but I don't think his value is going to get much higher. If you're looking to sell a stretch four, I just think that deal is going to be impossible to move, as we've seen. I think he's. I think he's been floated the out only there as person, well. The only team you talk to is Cleveland. The only team you talk to is Cleveland because Cleveland clearly has to go all in. If you're going to deal Marvin, you deal it to a, a Cleveland, maybe a Houston, depending on what they're interested in. But even then, they're capped out. No, best you get back is what, P.J. Tucker? Maybe. Nada, I'm going to challenge like, you here. I'm going to challenge you here. I want you to take all of your sports radio experience that, that you have, and you have a lot of it, mm-hmm. and I want you to channel it because we have, a, we have a, uh, someone on the nest, Amber on the nest, Asking mm-hmm. uh, that or saying that they'd love to hear how all of this translates once we run our opinions through the hot take machine. Have you heard of our the hot take machine that we bought? We bought this. We bought this I, machine. You you tell me about this hot take machine, yes. and yet like you like how are you springing on this on me last okay, night? Okay, but like, really? I, I don't. Well, listen, I, I'm not springing it on you because I don't think you've been too far away in this show. You've been very hot. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> been very hot, but I want to take all of these Michael, these team owner Michael Jordan opinions that we've had, and I feel like some, most of them have been very reasonable. That we think he he is legitimately frustrated with with the performance on the floor. David said he believes Michael Jordan when he says that he's not giving up on this team. That the team is is not necessarily moving in the direction of a tank. That that Kimba Walker, uh, that they are listening to opportunities. And there's been other reasonable opinions, such as uh, that that you know the, the team would be irresponsible not to listen to offers. Okay, are, are, mm-hmm. have I given you enough? To, have, you, have, have I given you enough time to come up with with your hottest take on all of this, or at least a reasonably um, hot take? Can we run this through the hot let's take see. machine? Let's see, reasonably hot take. Hold on, we have on to run it through time. the machine. You do, there's a there's there's a physical machine. If you're watching on YouTube, it's just off screen. I we we I had an intern drag it in here. It's extremely heavy. It's <laughs> yeah, turns out. yeah there, it's just like it's say, just it's run, it's fueled by molten hot lava and Stephen Smith's saliva. Okay? That's what fuels oh, the hot boy. take machine. Oh, it's pretty, wow. It's, oh, wow. it's pretty gross. We get it flown in, in we get it flown in from Bristol. Special order. Cost oh, a God. lot of money. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers. 
Just know your money <laughs> is well spent. <laughs> All right. All okay. Right. I've, I've now this is this is what what I call stalling. I'm stalling to give not a time yeah. to get his hottest take. All right, we're gonna so the hottest take I got. Let's go. All right, let's you go, let's go, let's go. You heard all the reasonable opinions. Here we go. Kawhi Leonard. Wait, 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 wait! I didn't run it through the hot take machine. Hold on. There's a sound that I have to play. All right. <laughs> this is good. We've executed this perfectly, by the way. Go on. The hottest take. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard will be a Hornet by the summer. Yes! That's, I love it. There, there we go. There we go. That's the there hottest. Kawhi Leonard, there, that Michael Jordan will do nothing to stop Kawhi Leonard from becoming a Charlotte or he would do he would do everything in his power. He he is obsessed with Kawhi Leonard. He is obsessed he's with obsessed bringing with winning an all-star to Charlotte. And he's lying. He's not telling the truth. He's lying. He's lying through his teeth. <laughs> you can't believe him. <laughs> it's the hottest take. It's the hottest take we possibly come up with, I guess. I don't know. That's not. I don't believe that. That's just. I just, again. That's the. That's the hot Neither take. Neither do I. But it's just a hot take. It's just a hot take. We got to feed it through the hot take. You know who is good at basketball? Believe it. Michael Jordan. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm almost Woo. out of breath. All right. We only have a few minutes left. Uh, there was a tweet by the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know if you caught this. We'll we'll try to. I don't think I've retweeted it from the Locked On Hornets account. So uh, I'll I'll retweet it from the account after we go down, so you can see this if you missed it. But there was a tweet of the uh, Pete Gwelly's office. A picture of Pete Gwelly's office. He is the chief marketing Friend officer. Friend of the show. Friend, Friend of the, of the show. show. That's right. Chief marketing officer for the Charlotte Hornets. Picture of him. And the I don't have the tweet. Should have see. I should have gotten the tweet before the show. We're we're perfect at this. We just we do this right. Get your intern to do that, dude. I know that again. You got to give you like intern forty lashes or something for that. <laughs> All right, uh, very good. Um, so the tweet. I'm going to paraphrase the tweet, but essentially they were saying, you know, we we hate to barge in on Pete Gwelly here, but we wanted to take a picture of his desk, and it was several pictures, and it zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, and there it was a bobblehead uh, that on the back of the bobblehead it said Agent Eighty Nine which is, of course, a nickname for Carolina Panthers' great Steve Smith, wide receiver. But it was in a teal. He's in a teal jersey that says Agent 89, hinting that there could possibly be a Steve Smith bobblehead giveaway in the future. And I need to get Nada Edwards' thoughts on this. <laughs> Let, let's see. First things first. When I first saw this, I was just like, this is a mistake. This has got to be a mistake. There's a printing error or something like that because we couldn't, the Hornets couldn't be possibly trying to pander to po- folks that aren't going to show up more than one time this year to, to get them in the building, right? And I thought about it again. No, they are. That's, that's exactly what they're doing. And then more importantly, why are you going to put the classic colors on them? Why don't you just give them the same, like the Buzz City jersey? that we gave everybody else. I understand you want to do Buzz to be classic night. Like I, the one thing, one question I have, I guess is was Kelly Trapuca not available? Like, well, they did that. That'd be a, that'd be a redo. They did the Trapuca back, uh, the, the Bobcat season before they became the Hornets. 
they did the, like the classic set. But I I think you're 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 hitting on it. Uh, by the way, Danny on the chat saying they are doing a mystery bobblehead giveaway on March 10th. I like it. We have like we have detectives in the nest. I love this. They're they're <laughs> good big, info. Yeah. No, I love. Yeah, we need the info. Seriously, we are we are grossly uninformed. By the way, I don't know if you did. <laughs> So yeah, that's yeah. the mis- so that they're going to drop a a football related mystery. Okay, this but this okay. isn't the first time they've done this, David. Now, if you remember, no, no, they did the Cam Newton Buzz City Knights bobblehead. Yeah, he's sitting front row of the games, and he plays for the Panthers currently. Yeah, he plays now. He was in- he plays for the Panthers right, now. Right, right. Yeah, there's right. another player that plays for the Panthers now, David. That's the Thomas set- Davis set to retire, and 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 he's an enormous Charlotte Hornets fan. He's at literally like every other game. It seems like he's a Jordan brand guy as well. Uh, he is a legitimate fan. Not to say Steve Smith isn't a legitimate fan. I think, I guess he still lives in Charlotte, but it's just kind of interesting. I have a, a lot of issues with this. I think my biggest though, Nada, you mentioned it. They put him in the pinstripes and teal that, that those two things never happened in the same time frame, yeah. right? Like he wasn't here when the original Hornets were here. So why would he if you throw him in a Bobcast uniform? I might be a little more on board. That'd be kind of fun. But I mean, <laughs> David, that's just not, that's just not accurate. Uh, David L on the chat saying the Kelvin Benjamin bobblehead just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of, I mean, uh, again, that'd be a lot of, what do they make those things out of plaster clay? That'd be a lot of clay. The lot that, that those would cost a little bit more to make. I think. Getting old Benjamin's yeah. body shape. We'll see. Maybe they form. have some. Maybe they have some storytelling to do behind. That's that. a sweet but, Benjamin um, burn that no one decided to uh, decided to comment on. All right, we're not into the. No, no. I, again, I'm not going to do the body sick, burn. Sick, that's that's a sick burn. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'll be honest with you, because that's the thing. Like we complain about these. We always complain about the the idea of the bobblehead. But will I? Do I want one of those? Absolutely. There's no, Wait, I'm not going to complain about a bobblehead. Like, give me the bo- give me the free bobblehead. You want one of those things? Yeah. Like, you would actually <laughs> go out of your way to get one. Sure. Uh, it's a bobble. It's a free no. giveaway. When have I that listen? Bobblehead pop. You're not going to hear me complain too often about anything that's free. Point taken. I just I don't like the historical okay. inaccuracies. I'm, I'm a stickler <laughs> for period pieces and getting the uniforms yeah, it, right. That's just. That's, yes, that's just it's uh, not uh, canon. Why not put it's them not in the new? Canon, they, they, why why not do the Buzz well, City jerseys? I don't know. Why put them in yeah. pads? That's the in that kind of. Well, I guess he's a football player. You want to like sort of, de- but he he's retired. It's weird. Exactly. Also, also Cam had worn like Hornets cleats and stuff. Like there had been some relationship we've talked. between. We've I think we've we're this enough, <laughs> we're going. So. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a prototype, guys. Maybe it's a prototype. Who knows? Maybe back That's to right. The 3D this printer. show has been all about rampant speculation, so it's good to good to end on this note about this hint. You're that we welcome. Got. Oh, it's been a fun show. Uh, thanks to everyone that's <laughs> listened. Thanks to everyone who watched. Thanks to the intern for bringing in the hot take machine. Coach, this is sports. Got a problem? Got a problem? You know, we gotta help. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had to play one more before we got out of here. Okay. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors this week. Uh, thank, uh, make sure to visit uh, Gittimer.com and uh, YesAttitude.com forward slash buy to check out the new little gold book of Yes Attitude. They are a great sponsor of this show, the studio that you see us record in on YouTube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets is provided by them. Uh, so definitely give them the, your support if you're out there uh, in sales. And uh, thanks to my panel, David and Nada. Make sure you're sending your questions into us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets or by email buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. We're back again tomorrow, which it's, it's technically called hashtag Fun Friday, but I, we got a lot to live up to because this this show has been extremely fun. But we'll do our best. We'll be we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we'll preview Friday night's game against the Atlanta Hawks for David and Nada. I'm Doug saying go Hornets, go America, let's swarm Charlotte. And we're clear.